pray, pray, pray. Paul says pray without ceasing. So we're going to get back to the basics a little bit this morning. I have uh, here with me a pair of uh, gym socks. They're clean. Make you feel better. But a pair of gym socks it makes me reminded of a story of John Wooden, the famous basketball coach at UCLA. John Wooden began his first practice as coach of that university that he turned into a national champion many, many times over. And uh, his first word was, gentlemen, these are socks. He said, these are important. They're a basic. They're an essential. If you don't put your socks on right, you're going to get blisters, and you're not going to be able to run my fast break. Socks are basic, but they're an essential. We're reminded of Vince Lombardi, the great coach of the Green Bay Packers that won so many championships and uh, overcame so many things and uh, just won championship after championship. And I remember of the uh, first time that he spoke to his players, the first very uh, time that they practiced together, he took a thing that looked like this and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. Max Muncy, one of his players, said, coach, could you slow down? You're going a little too fast. This is a football. It's a basic, but we need our basics. And then uh, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks have told us that this is a basic. This is a face mask. Don't go in public without it. It's protection. It's basic, but it's protection. There's a lot of basics, and prayer is a basic. Let me take you on a journey with Daniel just through the book of Daniel quickly uh, without reading any of the passages, just uh, listen to it this morning and then follow up. Don't trust me. Go to the Word and follow up. First of all, Daniel was a young man that lived in Jerusalem. He was a young Hebrew boy, and his whole life was in front of him. He was 14 years old, they say, and he was taken from his beloved home. He had to walk about four weeks to get from Jerusalem to Babylon and become a captive there. Secondly, then we'll just look real quickly, probably... Daniel was probably emasculated. You see, he was serving uh, as Phineas, the master of the cap of the uh, king's eunuchs. And so to protect the king's harem, these boys had become uh, eunuchs and were no longer looking at a future of having children and such. Then the Babylonians are looking for the best young men to learn their creed and their culture and their language and to serve the Babylonians. And they found some really good young men, but four of those men were Daniel and his three three friends. We know them as Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. That was their Hebrew name, or their uh, Babylonian names. They are three men that ended up in a furnace fire and one in a den of lions. We move down a little bit, and we find out that the test to uh, be part of the king's palace, to be part of his uh, royal subjects, be part of those that would help him, the test was to eat the king's delicacies. The test was to be part of, of um, just uh, um, eating their food and drinking their wine and becoming Babylonians. They wanted to infiltrate them in their government. And Daniel and his three friends said, we will not. We will not. Give us an opportunity to eat our vegetables and drink our water, and we'll be healthier in the end than when we began. And sure enough, they were. Then we know as we move on, Daniel was given the ability to interpret King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Not only did he interpret the dream, but he actually explained what the dream was, (coughs) something none of his 
magicians could do. Daniel was able to interpret as well as tell him the dream. Then Daniel lived through the transition from Babylonian uh, captivity to the time the Medes and the Persians took over, and Daniel then served under King Darius, the ruler of the Medes. The first thing I noticed in this, and it comes from verses 1 to 9, we won't read them, but the first thing I noticed was there was a hostile plan. Daniel was about 80 years old at this point. He was uh, serving with two um, of his um, fellow leaders, and, and uh, the king, uh, King Darius, the, the king of the Medes, was uh, frustrated because uh, he was not taking in enough money. They had 120 what they called satraps. They were tax collectors, and they were not taking enough money. So what happened was Daniel's group, Daniel's 40 of the 120, were doing very well, very successful, because Daniel was honest. Everybody else was stealing. Imagine that, politician stealing. <coughs> Excuse me. Daniel's group was honest, and they were coming through. And so Darius decides he's going to put Daniel in charge of the other two leaders. And they got mad, and they got so mad that they developed a hostile plan. They wanted to destroy Daniel, and, and so they talked King Darius into a, a creed that would not stand up. Folks, we have an enemy. We live in an environment, a world that has fallen, and there is an enemy. Let me read to you a verse out of Ephesians 6.12. It says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That comes from Ephesians 6.12. The enemy of our soul hates us because God loves us. Listen to this verse out of uh, Deuteronomy, the word of God in Moses' song said, he kept him as a, the apple of his eye. Deuteronomy 32.10, it was obviously referring to the Israelites, but if you go down to 32.21 of Deuteronomy, it tells us that God turned his attention toward the Gentiles. He did not forsake the Israelites, but he included the Gentiles in his great plan of salvation. Praise his holy name. Satan Satan desires to destroy us. He desires to bring us down and destroy us, every one of us. John 10.10 10 says this, The thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. But that's just John 10.10a. 10, Let me share John 10.10b with you for just a moment this morning. But I have come, Jesus said, I have come, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. John 10.10b. There's another verse that proves God's love for us. It's found in, in uh, 2 Peter, and here it is. The Lord is not slack concerning any of his promises, as men count slackness, but he is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> but that all, A-L-L, everyone should come to repentance, 2 Peter Three, nine. You see, we know everybody is not going to repent. We know that everybody is not going to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus. Only those who repent and turn to him. And we're thankful for God's great love for us. So there's two plans of Satan. I want to share just two plans. Number one, his first plan, utmost plan, is to keep you from coming to Christ in the first place. If he can keep you from ever accepting Christ, then you're not eligible to spend eternity with Jesus. That's his first plan. 
for most of us probably that are listening this morning, is too late. That plan is already foiled. You're already serving Jesus. You're already doing your best. So what does he do next? He harasses you and gives you a hard time and makes your life challenging so that you cannot influence anybody else, so that you cannot help anybody else. You were saved to bring others into the kingdom. So don't ever, don't ever forget that. There's a hostile plan. We are living in a hostile plan right now. It's called coronavirus. That enemy that we have is not the Chinese. It's not any other human being. It is the very enemy of our soul, Satan himself. But not only was there a hostile plan, but there was a holy man. Daniel's habit, his habit every day was to open his windows and pray at the top of his lungs towards Jerusalem every day, telling God that he believed. He believed that God's promise was true and that someday, someday his people would go home. Now, the interesting thing is Daniel died in Babylon. He never made it back to Jerusalem. But, oh, thank God, his people did. His people did. Daniel was a holy man. So we go down into the scripture and we look at 10 to 15 about this holy man. And listen to the words of the book of Daniel this morning. Here's what it says. Now, when Daniel knew the writing was signed. Okay, let's, let's just make it real easy. Daniel was aware that if he did not bow down to the king's idol, if he did not worship the plot of his enemies, that he would be executed, <coughs> excuse me, in a horrible manner, dropped into a den of lions. But Daniel wasn't arrogant about his praying. He was just consistent about his praying. He kept praying, even though he knew that his actions were going to cause him to be put in the den of lions. Daniel kept praying. You see, Daniel wanted to have just a little talk with Jesus every day because Daniel knew that when he talked with Jesus, it made everything all right. I understand that Daniel was Old Testament. Jesus didn't come to the New Testament. But we're talking about the God of the universe this morning that is universal. Notice, too, that Daniel did not wait for the catastrophe to break. He did not wait for his world to be falling apart before he began to pray. No. He prayed every day. It was his Modus operandi. It's what he did. He prayed all the time. And when the catastrophe or apparent catastrophe came upon him, he was already praying. Aren't you glad that we can be in a position with God that we're already prayed up when the tough time comes? Aren't you glad that we can be experienced and be expressing ourselves to the Father every day? And when the tough time comes, we don't have to reintroduce ourselves to the Lord. Amen. It's really important. Well, the holy man was the king's friend. They were close. Daniel was making Darius money where other people were stealing his money. And so Darius was distraught. He was tricked, and, and literally what they did was they came before him and they said, if we make this idol and you just be God, just be a, a God for 30 days, and anybody that doesn't look up to you as God will execute. We'll put him in a den of lions. Would you sign this decree? And so he did. And the king was distraught. Darius was distraught. His ego put him in the place of danger to a man 
that he loved. But his edict was unchangeable, and the sentence had to be carried out. Well, there was a hostile plan, and there was a holy man. But I want you to understand something this morning. There was a heavenly band. The book of Job teaches us very clearly that God allows the enemy to go so far and to put us in such a position that it's difficult sometimes. But when God says that's enough, it's enough. And God said, Daniel, it's enough. When you go and you go into the den of lions, I will protect you from that time. Now, Daniel had no guarantee except what he believed his God could do. And so they dropped him down into the lion's den. And the lions were hungry, and there was an uh, incredible meal being served. But the king asked, Daniel, was your God able to protect you? Here's what Daniel said. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. It's a blessing to have a testimony of a clear heart and a clear conscience. And Daniel had that. And Daniel told the king, who was very worried and very concerned, Daniel told the king, my God has protected me. There was a heavenly band. He was released from that responsibility. Oh, yeah, Daniel had to spend the night in the lion's den, and we're having to go through the mitigation and all the things that we're going through right now to keep the spread of this virus down. And I pray every day for President Trump and Vice President Pence, and I pray for Governor McMaster that they make wise decisions and, and make intelligent um, decisions. I, I go to Walmart now with the old people. I go to Walmart early on Tuesday morning. They're open at 6 o'clock if you're past 60, and I, I uh, qualify for that restriction. And so I go to Walmart early, but I go with my mask on, and I try to keep my social distancing, and I try to do what's right. But this much I know, we were put in this situation, but our God is well able to take care of us and help us. Daniel was thrown in the lion's den. He didn't get a, a reprieve from that trip. And his enemies were gleeful, and their hostile plan had apparently got rid of Daniel. <laughs> but the king spent the night in a mess. He spent the whole night. He had no food. He had no fun. All he did was pace back and forth and worry. He ran early at, dawn, at the break of dawn that next morning. King Darius ran to the den of lions. And his question was, Daniel, has your God been able to deliver you? Daniel's response was, oh, yes, oh, yes, he's able to deliver me because I'm a praying man and because I'm faithful and because I've been innocent before God. There is a, as the praise team comes, there is a interesting twist to this story at the end. At the very end of the story, there is a response towards those that were um, trying to get Daniel killed. Here's what happens. Let me read Daniel 6, 24 to you this morning. And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came 
to the bottom of the den. All the start of the message, the title of the message was very simple. Pray, Daniel, pray. But I'm going to ask you to do something this morning. I'm going to ask you to pray, church, pray. Pray, Christians, pray. Every church, the true church of the living God, every church that believes in the basics of the Bible, every church that understands exactly how to get a hold of God, I encourage you to pray. We were taught a long time ago in 2 Chronicles 7.14, and that's what we base our prayer time on in, uh, on Monday nights. Here's what God's Word says. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. Pray, church. Pray. It's important.